Welcome to Code Whack, your podcast on America's broken healthcare system and how Medicare for All could help. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. How do performers who work as contractors cope when health problems arise? What lengths do these performers go to in order to pay their medical bills? Aliska Hahn, who has worked in broadcast radio, film, and television for more than three decades, reveals her heart-wrenching healthcare struggles in this first of a two-part series. Welcome to Code Whack, Aliska. If you can just introduce yourself and tell us how you got your start as a performer, that would be great. My name is Aliska Hahn, and I have been in front of a microphone or a camera since I was 18 months old. I actually won a hometown baby modeling contest. So I guess that's how it all began. My career has taken me everywhere from doing radio broadcasting to voiceover to voice acting to the stage to feature film, documentary, film narration, commercial work, modeling. I guess I have to throw in professional figure skating and performing and coaching and choreography, just a a variety of everything, all things performing. (laughs) So it sounds like, like most actors and performers that you've traveled a lot for your work. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So what states have you worked in and how has moving around affected your healthcare status? Well, I have moved a lot. Interestingly, right before I got into acting and uh, broadcasting, I was married to a military officer, a a B-52 bomber pilot, and uh, we lived all over the place for four years. Of course, I had secure health care, very secure health (laughs) care when I was married. And then I, you know, was suddenly divorced and a single mother and had no health care for myself. Fortunately, my son, uh, being the son of an active duty military member, was still covered by Champus Insurance then. And that was wonderful. But I myself, as an ex-military spouse, had no health care at all. And I had not had the opportunity to finish my education at the time. And back when I began in radio broadcasting, there really, there were less regulations about what employers had to provide as far as healthcare for varying uh, part-time or extended part-time or less than full-time workers. And I did, I moved around considerably because especially in radio, oftentimes it is moving to get to the next largest market to make a career advancement. And I was blessed to have good connections. And I started out in West Virginia and I went to Oklahoma City and then to Medford, Oregon, and then to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then Naples, Florida, and just kind of worked in a lot of different states. It was a challenge. I did not have health care most of that time. I did not have health care, but I wasn't sick, so I didn't worry about it too much. Simultaneously, towards the end of my commercial radio broadcast career, I was teaching figure skating full-time because I was a professional skater and I became a professional coach. And again, it was difficult because working for myself, basically, being an I-9 
type of contract worker. I had very few situations. I mean, I had a few situations in my employment days where I would be working for a rink. I would say 90% of, of what I did over 23 years coaching figure skating, I was working for myself. I was considered a contract employer. So there were no benefits uh, that, that came with that. I did have some positions where I was a skating director and a program director and considered an employee of the facility and provided some healthcare coverage at the time. But again, <laughs> It's before I got very sick. You didn't get your your health insurance from your job, it sounds like, for a good part of your career. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't really worry about it as long as my kids had health care coverage. That was my main focus. I was a single mom, you know, for over two decades. My kids were 10 years apart in age. You know, as long as they were covered, that was always my main focus because I was a professional athlete. I was in great shape. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't really have to worry so much. And if I did have to go in um, and have an occasional checkup or whatever, I was making good money, didn't mind paying out of pocket. Wow. So was there a time then that you didn't have health insurance? Oh, yeah, a lot of time. And I'll tell you, honestly... After, right after I began working full-time in radio, which I entered at the ripe old age of 21. And by the age of 23, I did have, uh, you know, a couple situations with, I guess, uh, you know, female reproductive type situations with ovarian cysts. And I had to have, I think it was either two or three surgeries. I was not covered by insurance at the time. And, you know, I had been covered, like I said, while I was, I was married to an active duty military member. And, and I, it just was not on my radar how expensive it was if you had to stay in a hospital and have a surgical procedure. So I went in to have the surgeries and I listened to the doctors and the surgeons and had the procedures and the follow-ups and all of that. And then I started getting the bills and I realized, oh my gosh, I, even if I pay a little bit on each of these, uh, you know, every month, this is going to be uh, impossible. And I, I spoke with a friend about it and they recommended that at the age of 20 three and a half, I was almost 24, that I filed medical bankruptcy. So I had to file medical bankruptcy before my 24th birthday. Thank God it's the only time in my life I've ever had to file bankruptcy. But, you know, I got divorced at 21 and by 24, I was I, I truly bankrupt wow. due to medical bills. Now, I can honestly say that after that, I had a great period of, of health relatively healthy or, you know, was covered periodically, you know, uh, when I did, you know, have a few issues here and there. But, uh, you know, overall, I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s and had good health. So my main objective was always just making sure that the kids were covered. Wow. So what state were you in when you filed for medical bankruptcy? I was in West Virginia. I was doing radio in the capital city of Charleston, West Virginia. And how did you feel having to file for medical bankruptcy? I was devastated because in addition to being a full-time radio personality, I had just filmed my first feature film that I starred in. And Charleston is the capital city, but everybody knows the media personalities. And my biggest fear, because, you know, back this would have been 1989, ish maybe and um 
I was, I was extremely embarrassed and I didn't want that information to leak out. I felt like a failure. I was, I was worried because, you know, immediately you're strapped with, you know, the, the lawyer was wonderful, but she's just like, you know, it's going to be hard over the next seven years for you. And, you know, you're just not going to be able to buy a house or a car and because the bankruptcy's going to basically, but you're young, you know, you'll move past it. And I was young. Uh, far too young to be have my life imposed uh, strictly because of medical bills. I mean, I didn't have like department store cards or, you know, I wasn't taking vacations or anything. It was this was 100% due to medical bills. How much did you owe from your surgeries? It definitely wasn't more than $20,000, which, you know, isn't a tremendous amount of money. I mean, it was a fair amount in 1989. And certainly to someone who was, you know, in her early 20s with a two-year-old. And, you know, I'm, I'm working full-time in radio, which is is great and fun, but um, historically, it doesn't pay well in the smaller markets. So you were devastated. And then how did that impact your life for the next seven years? It was very difficult. I actually, you know, very candidly, I I married very quickly because I thought that I was going to need that t- type of security for myself and for my son. It was a poor decision and I I can't say that I didn't love him, but I uh, probably wouldn't have married had it not been for that. I hope that doesn't make me sound, you know, overly calculating, but but looking back on it with my almost 55-year-old eyes looking back at my 25 or 26 year old self it's just like oh girl how how could you do that <laughs> well i was um i was put in a terrible situation a terrible situation financially and um i was just uh looking for a rudder a port in the storm and i wanted security not just for myself but for my very young son and i and i hope to grow my family because of the female issues reproductive issues you know i was told i, I was going to have some difficulty conceiving again so again that pushed me into you know thinking well i, I gotta get about this business if i want to grow my family and and so that you know many of those things influenced my decision thank you Aliska. Find more Code Whack episodes on ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. You can also subscribe to Code Whack wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.